It, it could it could it could have been much worse. It could have been much. Oh, trust worse. me, we have. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they... Tanya, you've been on the show before. Well, we'll get to my grade later, but let's we'll just say that yes, I've been on the show before, but this is the first time that I've actually felt tortured. Welcome to the Skiffy Infanti Show Torture Cinema. Who knew there were so many militant atheists in Ottawa? <laughs> there were so many! So many militant atheists! <laughs> that just kept coming out of the clown car. <laughs> just endless. I think, I think that car was a TARDIS. Driving <laughs> inside. Or like the car from the Coolio video, remember? Um... Like in the 90s, it was, I don't know, like it was at a beach or something. I can't yeah, yeah, and everyone's coming though. out of it. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, only vaguely, not as not as much as I think <laughs> I should. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, almost exactly the same. In fact, you could argue that this was the successor to a Coolio video. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Paul. And on today's show, we'll be telling you what we're drinking, but also talking about 2001's Vampire, uh, sorry, I almost said like Vampire the Christian Aid, which is not this film <laughs> at all. Uh, no, this is Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter from 2001, uh, which our Patreon supporters, thank you very much, selected because they, I guess, are monsters, but also uh, selected poorly because this was a lot more fun to watch than some of the other options that might have been on the list. Also, we have a special guest today. We do. That is the fabulous and wonderfully terrifying Tanya Ransom. Hi, Tanya. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Tanya. You know, we're still breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, really quick, for folks that may not know who Tanya is, because, gosh, it's not like you've ever been on this show before, but who are you? Uh, I'm the creator and executive producer of Nightlight, a horror podcast that features creepy tales written by Black writers from all over the world. That is awesome. That is yeah. really awesome. Thank it's you. It's also a really good podcast. Go listen to it. Thank you. And if you don't, I mean, we'll send we'll send militant militant atheists after absolutely, you. So. Absolutely, absolutely. In, 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 in Tardis cars, yes, yes, <laughs> correct, yeah, <laughs> precisely. But before we get to our painful review of the film, our summary, and what we're drinking, a friendly reminder, listeners, that we want to hear from you. Share your comments up with us about this and past episodes at skiffyandfanty.com slash listener suggestions. That's all one word. We want to put together a listener mailbag episode with your thoughts, questions, topic suggestions, screaming rants, and everything else. So send us your thoughts and let us know what you think. We're, we're yeah, Hugo nominated do. after all, and we want to know what our listeners think of us. Besides the Hugo nomination, which thank you, by the way. Even if it's a screaming rant, bring it on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also... Huge thank you to a few of our Patreon supporters, including Sarah the Sensational, Adri the Astronomical, Ryan F the Resilient, Kate the Cordial, and KB the Kind. Thanks again for your support. We appreciate you very, very much, uh, and you're awesome. So, Paul, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Spricker Wisconsin Maple Root Beer Craft Soda made with real Wisconsin pure maple syrup. Because, you know, root beer... Wisconsin's the state next door. Maple syrup. These are all good things. So, yes. That sounds pretty fancy. I want one. It, I had I had to order this. You don't find this one in storage. Yet. I had to order it from the Spricker uh, Distillery. So, it is fancy. That's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> that is that is some fanciness. Wow. But speaking of drinking, what are you drinking, Sean? No, it's Tanya's turn. Oh, I no. If you read the script, yeah, 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 Tanya's literally next on the script. I'm oh, last. Okay, okay, what, okay. What are you drinking, Tanya? My apologies. Okay, I, <laughs> I am drinking Dr Pepper and salted caramel Crown Royal. Wow, Doctor mm-hmm. Doctor Pepper fan. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, I'm Texas girl, so yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that make that makes sense. I've never been to the state of Texas as yet. It is a major oh, hole in my travels. Come. I gotta say though, like when I go north, like to New York, and I ask for Dr Pepper somewhere, and they're like, "We don't have Dr Pepper." I'm like, "What kind of place is this? This is an abomination. It's a stain on American society." <laughs> like, I, okay, hold do? on now. Wait, wait. So, 
Paul, given that you're the resident supposed, and I use big quotation marks here, the supposed New Yorker on this podcast, even though you're no longer a New, New Yorker, mm. uh, please explain to me why New York does not have Dr. Pepper. What What is wrong with your I, state? Exactly. I'm holding you responsible, Paul. Okay. I, oh, well, you can help, you hold me personally responsible as, as, as the resident expat New Yorker on on the Skiffy and Fancy show, the reason why New York doesn't enjoy the goodness of Dr. Pepper is that New York doesn't understand a lot of things Southern, especially when it comes to cuisine. That's especially true. things like barbecue. I didn't understand barbecue at all until I left New York. So Dr. Pepper yeah. gets lumped into that things of things I don't understand. I mean, I didn't I didn't even know that Whataburger was a good thing till I ate I ate I, 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 I ate I ate it in the Dallas airport coming back from Nepal because I was so hungry. I had not eaten beef in two weeks. So I went and had a Whataburger and was glorious. Well, I'm so thankful that you uh, enjoyed the blessing of a good Whataburger. That makes my Texas heart happy. <laughs> I thought I thought it might. I'm going to shut my mouth. Tanya's going to reach through this podcast and strangle me to death because of my opinions. Everyone is allowed to have their own opinions. I just think everyone should try Whataburger once. I think that's fair. Okay, well, we got to get to what I'm drinking because we still have a movie we got to talk about. So uh, I have a gag for this episode, and the gag is about to happen right now. Oh, my lord. (laughs) A challenge. gigantic, Sean. I am drinking out of a large Margarita Breeze from Crystal River, Florida uh, novelty glass that is very large. It's as, like it's almost as big as your head, and it, it looks very chalice-like. You know, it's missing some jewels to be a chalice, but it's it's very chalice-like. Are you suggesting I should be jewel it? <laughs> I think that you should. No, I was thinking also Holy Grail sort of thing. So is that the, is that supposed to be the bu- body and blood of the blood of Christ? I know. Like, are you drinking something red? Because I am. If you are. You get super bonus points. Excellent. <laughs> well, there you go. I am drinking. I, I I think it's called an Americano or Americatino or some sort of um, fancy drink. It's Campari and uh, dry or so, sorry, sweet vermouth. With um, a little bit of spritzed orange juice, uh, or sorry, uh, uh, mar- what do you call it? Mandarin. Mandarins, a little bit of mandarin in there, and uh, some club soda, basically. It is a fancy drink, because I, I thought that this episode deserved class. Absolutely. And I think bringing it in this glass also very much observed the class of this film. Uh, and so, all right. So, it's time for the main event, and that means that uh, Tanya has been... I guess technically given the the job as guest to try to make sense of this movie. Uh, and so, Tanya, what is the movie Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter about? It is about a town in Ottawa where vampires are hunting lesbians. And lo and behold, Jesus decides that he must come down and save Ottawa from these lesbian hunting vampires. Yeah, that's about how it goes. And then there's some song and dance in between. <laughs> and lots of wrestling. Lots of wrestling. I mean, I mean, my alternate tagline was, this is the best movie with wrestling since they live. Whoa. That was, that was, that was a backup tagline I had. And it's true. I love how succinct Tanya's uh, summary of this film is. It is the most succinct summary of a film we have ever had on this show. Well, well, it must be that there are members of the show who go on for ten minutes t- describing the plot. That's I true. Could be one of them. Yep. Sometimes, so, sometimes that's you, Paul. But Tanya's just like to the point. It's got lesbian vampires. Jesus comes to save Ottawa from lesbian vampires and militant atheists. Like, bam, we're right to it. Yeah, that's very, very punchy. See, she should be a podcaster. Oh wait, she is. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we got to get to our likes and dislikes because there's a lot to talk about this movie. There's so much. (laughs) It's so weird. Why does this film exist? (laughs) I still don't even know how to feel about the fact that it exists. Honestly, I'm still trying to decide. Well, this this podcast will hopefully reify and formalize your feelings. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, you're not getting the answers you're hoping for. I just want you to know. (laughs) You are leaving this more confused than you came in. 
Awesome. Well, that, depends, that depends on the amount of alcohol and how silly we get. That is so. very true. So That's true. <laughs> uh, to start us off, Paul, I am selecting you to give us the first like that you would like to discuss about Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Go. Okay, so we kind of mentioned it before briefly, but I'll go into more detail. I didn't expect this to be a musical. <laughs> I didn't expect a variety of musical genres and singing and scat. And I mean, this thing goes from Christian rock to electronica. I mean, the, the opening credits are in this weird electronic voice. We get Christian rock. We get a variety of musical numbers in between the Jesus Christ beating up vampires and being sorry for himself and wandering around the streets of Ottawa. And I was charmed by that. I mean, it's not world-class beating music, but the music just kept, I, I rewatched the film today. And the thing, the thing that kept sticking with me again was the music and how the, the movie keeps using the music again and again to keep an effervescent light tone to the film. The boom doesn't take itself seriously at all. And the various varieties of, music and the musical numbers kind of go with that. I mean, we get a scene where we get, we, we basically, they basically go to the Dominion dance music club and we see Jesus Christ on stage rapping. It's, it makes sense in context, listeners. It makes sense in context. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense in yes, context either, does. Paul. No. <laughs> it makes sense if you watch it, why he did that. It makes sense for a given definition of sense as applied to this movie. That's fair. Yeah, Tanya's correct. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I, I think I am with you, which is uh, I was not expecting a musical here at yeah, me all. Either. I, I don't know really what I expected. Like the very concept of, of Jesus Christ a Vampire Hunter is a pretty silly concept. You, you know what I was expecting? I was expecting something like another movie that we've done together on Torture Time. I was expecting something more like Velocipaster. Yeah, something a very, very in that vein. And in a lot of ways, this is like Velocipaster, except more zany. Yeah, it's it, it becomes more Velocipaster, and it, it goes, it leans even further into the zaniness than the Velocipaster does, which is saying something. I mean, this listeners film- can listen to that episode to listen more about that one. I mean, yeah, like so, Velocipaster is just sort of very self-aware of like we don't have the budget for stuff, so we'll make jokes about the fact that we don't have an effects budget for the things we need to blow up, and so there's it's very self-aware of filmmaking, which yep is part of what I think is interesting about that film. This film, I think, is also self-aware, but also is they're so committed. To what they're actually doing here. So when it hits the musical number, like it's not just like a couple of people. They get like 30 people involved in like a dance number, like a full-on musical. So it it totally comes out of left field. It's just all it's all like bad wigs and all of a sudden, like there's like lesbian vampires who like are hunting other lesbians, and there's like a secret lesbian facility where you can find lesbians, which I guess is a thing that exists in Ottawa. There's just like a building where all the lesbians convalesce. I don't know. And then like all of a sudden, I've, I've been to Ottawa but never saw that. <laughs> look, if you're from Ottawa and you're listening to this podcast, uh, if you could let us know if that is a real thing, because it seems to me that it must be real. It has there has to be like a lesbian center in Ottawa. Uh, but yeah, like this all just all this is happening. It's very zany and silly and then out of nowhere comes this musical number with like dance numbers and like he's just they're all into it. They commit so much to the bit that it honestly puts SNL stuff to shame. <laughs> like just how much they commit to the bit of these musical numbers. Indeed. Did you like the musicals, Tanya? For a given definition of like. <laughs> That's going to be Tanya's tagline for this episode. For a given definition. Oh, God. I mean, to be fair, they're not good numbers. No, 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 they're not. But I did find them entertaining. I will say that. I mean, that is something you have to say about this movie, which is because it just is so out. It's so out there. There are moments where you're just like, this is bonkers this is so ridiculous you kind of have to laugh at it because otherwise i think you go insane yep (laughs) i mean this like honestly i'm amazed that the u.s government didn't start using this film as a as a torture technique (laughs) because because there's only two reactions you can have you can laugh at it because of just how ridiculous it is or you hold it all in and you just you, you just all the secrets come out your mouth you just you it's your madness just takes over 
right? You just like become like Rambo at the end of the first Rambo movie where he's just finally <laughs> snapped and he's just yelling about like all his friends who died in Vietnam. Like, I feel like that's like what happens to you if you, if you hold it in. So don't do that. If you're watching this, if you want to maintain what little sanity you have left after a year of pandemic, this is what you should do when watching this film. I don't know what else to say. It's so, so ridiculous. I, I, I think we probably should go on to the next, uh, next, uh, like. And that goes to Tanya. Tanya, what is your, your like? Well, what you said was actually an excellent way to introduce my like, um, because the thing that I liked most about this film is it taught me a lot about my mental fortitude. <laughs> and that I, I can do hard things. <laughs> uh- that sounds like a gen like. Like I, 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 my like is I got through this movie. It's like <laughs> I got through the movie and I'm still sane. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought childbirth was difficult. You know, that's kind of the thing that I used to draw on to tell myself how strong I was. But now it's going to be this movie that I made it through. This movie you made it through. Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I can just imagine like telling the kids one day, you know, you know, I thought I thought that giving birth to you is hard until I watched Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter, and I realized that everything about your existence is easy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, definitely. Oh dear. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Tanya. That you definitely have to have a right mindset for this film because if you don't. You do, and I did not going in. You know, like I knew it was going to be bad. It's it. it I mean, the movie isn't long. It's 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 eighty four minutes. But yeah, if you're not in the right mind for it, then it feels like eighty. It would be eighty four hours. It's true. Yeah, it did feel long until I was like, okay, this is what I'm watching. It's ridiculous, and I accepted it. That was that was the turning point. Is when I accepted what was being shot into my eyeballs and into my ears. That that's when things got better. <laughs> Are you saying, Tanya, that you accepted Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter into your life? I did. I did. And oh. I feel saved now. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> Thank wow. you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm just imagining, like, if this became, like, a cult... And you know, a bunch of people showing up at your door, but like, have you have you heard have you heard the good word of Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter? Well, no, can, 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 can we can we talk about the creepy Grant Morrison looking like guy at the beginning of the movie, and he also shows up in the middle of the movie, who breaks the fourth wall and talks about yeah, like who is that guy? I don't know. This never explained. He talks about life is like this rotten house, and if you're going to go in the house, and- yeah. I don't know. I do. I don't understand what his deal is. It was so weird. I was like, did I just like zone out for a minute and miss the entire point of this, or was there no point? Like, I, I wasn't entirely sure because I, I admittedly did zone out a few times. It's kind of hard because he's saying things that actually are are intelligent, and I okay, I use the word intelligent very carefully here. For a given definition. Right, right. With quotation marks around it. Because what he's saying is some stuff that, like, requires interpretation to figure out what's going on. But it's in a film where random dance numbers occur. There's vampire lesbians. There's, you know, Jesus Christ in a bad wig. There's absurd long fight numbers. There's a lot of stuff in this film that is not thinky at all. But it's framed by this, like, wild Grant Morrison slash um, the guy who did Watchmen. Like, <laughs> he kind of looks like the guy who wrote Watchmen, actually. Who's, um, it looks like, he looks like Alan Moore, like a young Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, maybe Grant Morrison wasn't the right person I was going for. I think I was going for Alan Moore in my brain. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And so he, he looks like he probably, like, thinks witchcraft's real, but also hates every adaptation of one of his comic books by a Hollywood studio. And and strange that this is like filmed like two thousand one, so it's a very strange disconnect. It's a very big disconnect. It, it, this whole film is strange, and I think that Tanya, you're trying to make sense of the 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 dude. Like he's just in like bushes, like around like a dilapidated yeah. <laughs> house, just like talking at us about like things being. I don't even know what he's saying. To be totally honest, I don't know. Remember a damn thing he said. I don't either. Like he quoted a Bible verse. I think. Did he? <laughs> I don't, I feel like he did, but I'm questioning. Yeah, yeah, was he, I, he said like, he did, like, Matthew 20 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, he turned, he had the Bible, and he, like, opened it up and started That's reading right, from it. That's right, he did yeah. read from the Bible. 
Yeah, I don't know what that was about. I I feel like that was the filmmakers being like, we're really in love with the idea of also having something to say in this movie, but we don't know how to make that make sense. So here, here's this guy in the bushes just like randomly breaking the fourth wall and yelling at you. <laughs> he definitely was very cult He's the best actor in the movie, though. <laughs> he is. Well, he's the only actor in the movie. That's so true. <laughs> Everyone else is so terrible. I think he's the only one who actually had his actual audio from the from filming is in this film because everything else is. Ex- yeah, that was the other thing. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, 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 that, yeah that, that's going to get into our dislikes, but yeah. Okay, we'll save it for you, Tanya. Oh, oh, I have a couple dislikes, so don't worry, I won't turn on yours. So, Sean, what is your like? Oh, a like about this movie. You know, yes, I know you have a lot because it's just so weird balls, but you know, I appreciate, I think what I like most about this movie is I appreciate the commitment to the bit, which I said earlier, but there are so many bits that they commit to absolutely with total conviction, which I can't say about a lot of, this is a parody film, right? This is clearly a parody of a lot of like different types of films of its genre, the kind of schlocky you know, B-movie, uh, ridiculous parody of common concepts. Like, in this case, it's just taking a lot of what we might have seen in sort of, like, sci-fi films in the 2000s, but just taking it to, it's actually Jesus Christ. I also want to note that this precedes Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter by many years, and so this was the first. And so take that, quirk books, you bastards, stealing ideas from, from your betters. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but yeah, so like every single moment of this film, even though you can tell a lot of the people in this, not really actors, a lot of people in this are like the friends of the director or friends of the friends of people that are in the show. They all really give it their all to everything that they're doing. Like even this guy we were talking about, like the random dude in the bushes, the random cult leader, he absolutely commits himself to giving these sermons in the like creepy, the creepy bushman that he is. And, and and the musical numbers, the fight scene with the militant atheist that goes on for like ten straight minutes, which is clearly them you know, drawing on a lot of sort of like eighties action fight movies where they literally beat up I don't know like thirty five militant atheists. It must have been. There's a there's a pile at the end. It's, and and that's what's crazy. There's <laughs> no CG here. Right. So they didn't CG some bodies into the scene. They got like 35 people to get fake beat up by Jesus Christ or a guy playing Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, it's all true. And then had them lay in the grass at the end of it. So you got the sense of scale. And that's what I mean by the commitment. Right. That at no point does this film be like, you know what, we're going to take some half measures to do the thing that we want to do. It's like, no, 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 we, we do the whole thing. Right. All the bodies are going to be on the ground in this. Um, All the vampires have vampire teeth and they talk with vampire teeth. They actually do like the bite motion with blood coming out. Like all of this stuff is very strongly committed, even if it's totally, utterly bananas. You know, (laughs) I mean, we've talked about the the atheist clown car. You know, they they go. You think when that bit's done that we're going to move on, you know, it's like going to be much earlier, like after like the 12th atheist comes out like that's going to be the end no it keeps going and going and going and going and it's just and i think that's part of it it's it's parody that it's just like the endless fight scene i think yeah if i squint that they're they're trying to make fun of endless fight scenes in movies by having one themselves i mean that's true i could be wrong they they may just be having like let's have let's have fun with a jesus beating up milton ads all days but, you know, yeah. I'll be terrible and say that they were trying to parody endless fight scenes in movies. It's all like 70s and 80s. Like, they, they clearly love a certain era of film. Grindhouse. Yeah, it's like. They're very grindhouse which is 70s. Yeah, 70s, grindhouse, and sort of 80s action is a lot of what they're drawing on here. And it, it really shows that that's what they love about film because so much about the way that this film is shot is straight from that period of film, even though it's just made in 2001. Yeah. If I was going to have another like, I would talk about that a little in, de- in detail because it definitely has a look. It's going for a look, capital L. Yeah. Doesn't always achieve that, but, you know. I think in a lot of ways it does, though. Like, it it has a very old, it feels old from a filming style. Everything about it feels like it's older than 2001. It does feel like 1979. Yeah, it feels like 
that For era, sure. the, the audio, which I know that Tanya will talk about in a minute, has that very feel of like that 60s and 70s era when they would do that a lot. Um, there's a lot of visual styling with the fight scenes that feel that way. Even some of the, the you know, the, the like turn. So there's this priest in it, right? Who's like, well, this is wild to me. So there's the Catholics are in this, which I think is interesting. And there's like a priest who turns out to be like a double agent working for the lesbian vampires, uh, which is like a whole thing. And that's when he like he double crosses Jesus, which is like, oh, my gosh, blasphemy. Um, but even the way that he's like structured in this, like makes me very much think of that sort of like 70s era, like Kung Fu movie when like Americans started to realize we can make our own in that era and so you'd get like um uh what's that movie the last dragon i think it is and in other films of that era where it's kind of a little bit of that period kind of going on uh there's a lot of that here i like that even if a lot of this film is just it's just banana pants and i appreciate it for that so i'm so glad this is the film our patrons chose i just want to say <laughs> it, it could it could it could have been much worse it could have been much oh trust worse. me we have yeah, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, you've been on this show before. Well, we'll get to my grade later, but let's we'll just say that, yes, I've been on the show before, but this is the first time that I've actually felt tortured. <laughs> really? You were here for Batman wow. or Superman. I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, let's jump over to dislikes, uh, because I think it's time for us to start really digging into this film in a way that may or may not help us make sense of it. And so Paul, give us give us your dislike that's not Tanya's dislike. Give me give you the dis a dislike that is not Tanya's dislike. Um well we kind of mentioned it before about going to detail. For all that this movie tries for the cinematography of the 70s, the cinematography is painfully bad. It doesn't the movie the, the directors just just did not know how to shoot this film it, it it is amateurous. It is clunky. It is it's on bad stock. Did you notice like a lot of times we start fringing on the color of the, on the sides of the screen? Yeah, I noticed. It's like I actually didn't notice that. There's a number of times, and it I don't think it was it was trying they trying to do the grindhouse cigarette on the corner thing. Oh, like, oh Tanya, you're talking about that? Yeah, okay, yeah, I did notice that. I thought it was intentional. I no, I don't think they were doing it intentionally because it just happens oh. randomly. <laughs> That's fair, it does. But I mean, everything about this film is random, so it, it's it, hard it to is. tell like what's intentionally random and what's just random. Right, and I mean, I mean, and the the the, the fight scenes, which um, which are interesting, they're not very adventurous with their shooting. There's lots of times, like when Jesus gets pushed downstairs and things that it's, it just doesn't look good. It's a it's a film that's painful. It's a film that's better to listen to than to watch. The second time I watched it, I mostly listened to it. And it was a better, it was an even better experience just listening to the music and the and the corny dialogue than actually watching the things. Because when when it comes down to it, I mean, yeah, it's it's a very amateurish production. That if they had just done some editing work and some reshooting, it could have actually been decent. But it's just like very very painful. I mean, it's set in Ottawa, but aside from a couple of locations we don't ever get a sense of that it is Ottawa and that's a missed opportunity because we get a char- we get a bit of characterization of the city but the movie almost seems like to shy away from showing like this is Ottawa except um, unless you happen to know that place like the club or whatnot and that again that's against cinematic choices because I could see a couple of times you could almost see things like the parliament building in the, in the in the background, but they shoot, they cut away. They 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 don't they don't give the, they don't ground the, the in a sense of place. I mean, it could have been filmed anywhere for all I knew. Sean's making hand note gestures. I think maybe I'm going to shut up and let Sean speak. I I just want to add to this, Paul, because I think it's important to note this film cost a hundred thousand Canadian dollars. That's it. This is how much this film costs, and I and I I'm gonna venture a guess here, but it it's not cheap to just filming in Ottawa. <laughs> like, it's so like you're like oh I want like more Ottawa in it, and it's like they filmed this on the weekends over a two year period for a hundred thousand dollars. They had no money. <laughs> okay, I I was not aware of that, but I was not aware of the technical the technical aspects of that. 
That's How could you not fair, know? But still, it it looks cheap. It, it okay, does maybe, look cheap. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's because it's 2001 and not 2020. But as you pointed out, they don't have any CGI, thank God. Because they would, A, couldn't afford it and B, it would have been be terrible. But oh, yeah. They missed a lot of opportunities to to make this much more watchable. It's not it's not bad enough that it can it goes over onto the side of good and it's not good at all. It's kind of like bleh. it's it's it okay, kind of you sits shut on your mouth. Blasphemy. <laughs> okay, okay, Jesus can Jesus Christ can come and beat me up now. Uh, he'll send the pope or 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 he'll send uh, Mary Magnum to shoot me. <laughs> Mary Magnum. I love Mary Magnum. <laughs> that, that, Mary she Magnum. wasn't. She was an alternate like of mine. She's great. She, she, yeah. she is. She is great. I mean, I mean, they very. I mean, carefully and gently indicate. Yep, she's a lesbian, and then, and then, of course, she gets her own little subplot and redemption arc and everything. It's like, can, okay, can we talk about this for just? I know they're in dislikes, okay, let's go into, but but yeah, like. This has a remarkable amount of just kind of being cool with like gay people thing. It's it gets kind of clumsy yeah. twenty years ago, cool yeah. with gay people, but yes, especially for its time, it's like and and and, and he says again and again like love is. I mean, Jesus says one point, love is love is like because when it's like he asks right. he asks the vampires, well, why lesbians? And they said lesbians are deviants. And Jesus Jesus has this like face is like like what are you talking about? There's nothing deviant about love, is what he Ex- says. Exactly, that's and that's a yeah. very positive. I mean, that's a message you don't even get right half the time in 2021, much less 2001. So. And I want right. to note that the major church presented here is Catholicism. Which is a, a pretty big deal. There are a number of jabs at at the Catholic Church throughout this. Uh, Although I couldn't I, figure out what church Mary Magdalene was supposed to be from because she kept calling Jesus Rabbi, which is a very strange thing to call him. She's yeah. like a magic sect. She's like from some other like odd organization. I know there are some. Maybe maybe she's a Jew for Jesus. Maybe I don't know. But it was a very it was a very charming little bit on her part to keep that she kept calling him rabbi. That's a very unusual title for Jesus. It's an accurate one, but it's not one anybody really uses. Right. Um, okay. Well, I don't want to give them too much credit that they were being clever with this. I think that they were just going going for like we're just merging all the things. But, we're but just I think it's important. I, I think it's important to note that a it's kind of ridiculous that a film that that is as absurd as this this garbage festival of a film is somehow more accepting of not only gay people but also trans people and, and not people. perfectly and bi people mm-hmm. than a lot of mainstream cinema because there are multiple moments like yes lesbian vampires is a joke throughout this entire thing but the fact that Mary Magnum is uh loves a woman at the end not considered a big deal when jesus is taken in by a this this trans woman who is kind of almost like mothering and i think it's meant to be sexy yeah they're definitely going for the parable of the good samaritan there because a couple people pass him by right is that like my compassion ends at 6 p.m but the the trans right the trans woman takes him in right away without any hesitation so that they definitely were doing a bit there and showing somebody who's marginalized then and now as the person who ministers Jesus back to health, that's a that's a powerful message. I mean this yeah. move this movie this, this movie's got message. I mean, its cinematography sucks. It gets not filmed right. It, the acting is weird. And I, I can mention other things so I'll be spoiling other people's dislikes, but message and its heart, the music the movie's got heart all over the place, which I which charmed me. I, I want to say I just want to be a little careful because I I while it does these things it is a film that yeah it, it is a two thousand one film that's stumbling along but still that's still it definitely doesn't understand trans people <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah it's still blight years better than a lot of stuff yeah I mean she's kind of presented here as being a bit sort of I think the intention here is like she's somewhat hypersexualized. To a degree yeah. where she's very into Jesus, but nothing yeah. actually comes of that. So I don't know if that it's just they didn't know how to write like a character who is trans or if they did want her to be sort of 
a somewhat aggressive or they just like I don't know what it was going on but I but I I think it's important to note that it is a film in 2001 about a bonkers story about lesbian vampires and Jesus Christ being a vampire hunter that also happens to have a trans woman who is a good person, if not flawed, that Jesus does not, as a member and representative of the church, immediately reject and cast out as deviant, etc. And and that, imperfect as it is, I think is an important thing to note, given just how virulently anti-trans our culture is today. Still was in 2001, I just want to be clear, but we decided, like, hey, what's progress? Let's just go backwards. <laughs> so I think we're up to Tanya's dislike. Yeah, Tanya, lay it on us. Give us your dislikes. Uh, everything about the sound. Like, actually, Paul, I was kind of surprised that you said that when you rewatched it, but you paid more attention to the sound, that it was more enjoyable. Because that, for me, was a thing that made it torturous <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, compared to the visuals... I still think the sound is worse than the visuals, honestly. I don't know. Like, I'm a very, like, sound-driven person. Like... That's possible. And I'm a very visual person, as anyone, everyone knows. I mean, photography and whatnot. So I look at how things look yeah. at more than sound. So I could see why you would focus on that deficiency. Well, please continue. Tell us more. Yeah. Um, you know, and at first I thought it was because I was a podcaster. And, you know, I just notice a lot of these things. Because when I'm doing my own podcast, I have to pay attention to things that don't sound right. You know, one, it was like the fact that it was like a foreign language film, but everyone was speaking English. <laughs> you know, so it's like the dubs were just so bad and it didn't line up with their lips. And it's like I'm watching a movie in English and the subtitles I have are in English and it's still not matching up. Like I literally thought for a moment, I was like, is this film actually in English or am I like tricking myself with their lip movements thinking that they're speaking English and they're not. It's like, I'll watch foreign language films. I love foreign language films, you know, with subtitles usually, because I don't like it when they dub English over the original language. Um, so that was a big thing for me that I had a really hard time getting past. Like, I just, I could not get into the story. Not that there was one, but <laughs> I couldn't get into the story because... I was having such a hard time, like, following what people were saying, um, unless I looked away. So, like, I missed a lot of the visual stuff because I just, like, stopped looking at it at certain points in time because, like, my brain was getting tired of trying to, like, reconcile the fact that their mouths weren't matching the words. And then, like, all these fight scenes had, like, three stooges slash cartoon <laughs> sound effects noises, like the punch sounds, <laughs> like, people, you know, getting sprung off the ground, like, boing, and, you know, it's like... <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like 60s Batman. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what yeah, it was. Except without the Pawam and Pow graphics. <laughs> it could have been improved with those. That might have been Yeah. Funny. Yeah, that would have made it interesting and made it seem, like, more intentional and not just we don't have any money so we hired this you know seventh grader to put sound effects in our music or in our movie yeah. for us so i mean like i mean i get how they probably did it intentionally because those sound effects do in fact actually go with the ridiculousness of the movie <laughs> but you know at the same time like you know we were just talking about you know the message from this movie, it was obvious they were trying to do something a little bit bigger with the movie. So I don't know. It was just, it just, it didn't seem to fit the movie. Some of them are me. worse than others too. Yeah. So oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like the, the main priest, for example, the one that betrays Jesus, like his mouth never lines up to anything. Mm -mm. Nope. Like, not at all. I thought he must be speaking in French or something, and they're just dubbing in English because his mouth lines up to nothing. <laughs> nothing. I mean, it's amazing. It's like, it was pretty clear that they perhaps tried to capture sound on set, but maybe it wasn't usable. And yeah. so everybody had to go back and record voiceovers, and then the sound designer had to go in and, you know, put the sound over their their actual speech in the recording and it, it just didn't line up and they were like, eh, we're not going to do a retake. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that was like 98% of the movie was like their lips just did not match the words that they were saying. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was right off putting. It, it is so off putting. Yeah. At least when we get to Santos, you know, the, the wrestler, the, the, uh, 
I almost called the it the chupacabra. The luchadors. <laughs> I was gonna like the chupacabra in the movie. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no that's the that's wrong a word. Thing. <laughs> the wrong thing. Sorry, I had country. a lot. I had a lot of this. Uh, but but when he shows up, at least it's like mostly his mouth's pretty well covered, so you can just kind of like yeah, get over yes, it. it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but everybody else, yeah, the the voices just don't line up. Oh yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's so much, you're just like, okay, guys, you should have spent, like, like five more minutes on this one. <laughs> right. Yeah, because, I mean, for the probably the first ten minutes of the film, I was thinking, you know, one, I was like, is this actually in English? Like, it looks like it is. Their lips look like they're speaking English, but it's not matching up. So, like, is it actually, like, I checked to see, like, what the sound was, you, you know, where my they sound were options. Yeah. yeah, I checked to see what the sound options were, because if it was in another language, I was just going to put it in the original language and read the subtitles. And then, like, once I realized it was in English, like, I kind of became obsessed with seeing, like, if I could find a moment where it actually did line up, because it didn't line up so much yeah. that I found it challenging to find a place where the lips did line up with the words that they were speaking. And I found a few, you know, there were a few where it definitely lined up outside of that weird preacher, pastor, whatever, cult leader. Right. <laughs> the sound was great. But everybody else's was just so far off. Even, like, the punches. You know, you hear these punch sounds, and they're just, like, a little bit delayed sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, there's a punch somewhere in here. We'll just stick this sound here. Great. Let's move on. You know, kind of thing. Like, they, they did one pass on the sound, and they were like, it's great. Let's go. I, f- I feel like it, you and all of us kind of feel this as as ha- being people who make podcasts, which is, like, if we have a sound effect we need to insert into the episode, like, we're lining that shit up very, oh, yeah. very clearly. Yeah. We're going to listen to it seven times and make sure that it works. And we don't even have to line up lips. You know, I'm sure that that's very hard. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a very difficult thing to do. You're going to have to do multiple retakes because people say things differently every time they say a line. And getting that to line up is going to be a little bit more difficult. Like, I understand that it's not an easy thing to do, but plenty of movies do it and they do it convincingly. So I know that it can be done, you know, and it's... And they just didn't bother. Well, and you could tell how much they didn't bother because, as you mentioned, a lot of the punch noises are not lined up either. And those are comparatively easier to line up than oh, yeah. a, than, a, than lips. <laughs> yeah, than lips. Yeah, I actually, like, turned the movie off at one point because I was like, you know, is there something wrong with Amazon where, you know, because sometimes you're watching, you're streaming something and the sound isn't quite in line with the video. I thought that was happening at one point. So I, you know, closed the whole app. You know, because like when I I just closed the movie and then started again, it was still off. And I was like, okay, maybe the app's like wrong or something. So I closed the app. And then, you know, I realized, oh, it's the movie. The movie is this bad. The the movie's broken. Not not (laughs) your your Roku. It's not my TV. It's not my app. It's it's the movie. It's the movie. And like, I don't know. It was just, it was so distracting for me that it was difficult to pay attention to a lot of the other things that were happening in the movie. It's kind of wild too when you think that they did musical numbers in this. Yeah. And a lot of times when you do musicals, you don't there's a there's sort of been this new phenomenon of like singing on set and then you take mm-hmm. what what's sung on set and then you you basically have the orchestra rework that their music so that it lines up with how they're sung. This is not the way that you should do musicals. They just want to note because Cats 2019 just <laughs> fucking kill me. I'm so glad I didn't watch that movie. Because it was, it was that or Batman versus Superman, and I chose Batman versus Superman. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, don't worry, though. Eventually, we will do Cats 2019, and I have pegged you for that one already. You're welcome. You're evil, Sean. You're evil. <laughs> But yeah, but like, if you're doing a musical number, right, you, you've sung it ahead of time, and then you do a performance, but like, you're supposed to do the performance with like, you listen to the audio and you're, you're either fake singing or actually singing with the audio, and then you just line up the takes and you're done. And so it makes no sense that any of that would also be out of sync, because that should have been sorted. That That's an easy yeah. sort. And yet, mm-hmm. they didn't. So, like, there's even times when, like, some characters are singing, but the the character itself isn't singing. Like, the, the voice is there, but there's no lips moving. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, oh, God, it's just, it's so bad. It's like, they obviously did not care. You know, it, like, it's one thing to be, like, intentionally bad about something. Like, okay, you use those sound effects, you know, the weird cartoonish fight sounds. Like, okay, that's that's all well and good. Like, I can understand that artistic choice, but you still make the effort to line them up. Yeah. Because, I mean, at some point, it becomes distracting to the film as a whole, and you don't want to do that as a filmmaker. You don't want 
people to be distracted from the thing that you're trying to create. There are ways to be silly and ridiculous without making people feel like their app is broken. (laughs) I agree. I think if you took the concept of this movie, which if we break down the plot into more detail, right, it is obviously about vampire, uh, lesbian vampires or vampires hunting lesbians to convert them to vampires. And then Jesus Christ coming to hunt them uh, after, after we should note a bunch of his priest friends get murdered or whatever. Um, On a beach, on on a a beautiful beach, on a beautiful (laughs) beach really would ruin your day. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Or like when he slings that one girl in the water, like he spins around oh, and oh there's God. the sound effects of. We didn't talk about it. He he holyfies the water, the whole water. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. Yep. When he's in that bar, and he like you know crosses the water beer. and spits it in spits their faces. It. Yeah, it's right. He does that was actually that. pretty awesome. I will have to say that like the idea of Jesus Christ being a vampire hunter is actually a pretty cool idea because Jesus Christ could do a whole lot against vampires since you know theoretically holy imagery and things like that offend them and, you know, make them easier mm-hmm. to beat. Like, Jesus Christ is the perfect vampire hunter. Yeah. And the whole scene in the bar where he spits, you know, he blesses the, the <laughs> beer, water, whatever it was, and spits it in their faces. That was great. I was like, oh, this is exactly what this movie should be. Like, Jesus Christ using his holy powers to yeah. defeat vampires instead of, like, just fighting them like a normal person would. <laughs> like... He walks around healing people, and he needs to punch the vampires? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's, like, a weird element to this of, like, if they just spent more time developing the concept. Like, the very idea that Jesus Christ, vampire hunter, needs as his sidekick later in the movie a famous luchador is a fantastic. And God tells him that. He's like, right. God well, okay. the Father tells him to go do to get Santos, which is just like... Paul. Banana pants. It's like you're talking to God in a chair in a bowl of cherries. A bowl Sunday, of cherries and, talks to him. Yes, and then tells him yes. You need to <laughs> and get, then he eats you one. Need to get a Mexican wrestler to help you fight the vampires. And like what? And also call your mother. Like yeah, yeah. Which is just. I mean, it seems like this. This could have been a project, and I don't know. Maybe it was, but it, it seems to me like this could have been a really fun idea of like you do like a like a really short feature length film i don't remember how long this is but it feels it feels like two hours long you do a short feature film figured out you like really hone in on this visual style that you want to go for and you just play up jesus christ and the luchador named santos who also falls in love with a random vampire woman who he saves and runs off with into the sunset um like there's just lovely things like that you could really just have a blast with like the idea of mary magnum is lovely such a cool idea I want more. Where's my Where's my Mary Magdalene sequel? Darn it! Yeah, and then like the fact that she kind of disappeared for her. I was really surprised that you know after that initial fight that they have where she's with him fighting the vampires, she disappears until the end of the movie. You know, because one, I totally expected a movie like this to take the hot girl and use her throughout the film for sex appeal to keep people interested. And like when she disappeared, I was like, wait, what? Like that that wasn't characteristic of the film at all in my opinion i mean to be fair they did sexualize her because there were a lot of butt shots oh yeah and at the end like everybody's grabbing ass yeah that red cat suit yeah Yeah. definitely jesus is grabbing somebody's ass at the end (laughs) you know with this song about everybody gets laid (laughs) oh my god okay can we talk okay this isn't one of my dislikes but like there's this this a woman that's in this who is like She's like, is she like the the friend or handler of Santos or something? Like, she's this yep. woman that at, at the end, Jesus keeps grabbing her butt. Yeah. And there's yeah. no explanation. Yeah. He just keeps like copping a real deep feel. Right. And I don't know if it's like she's into it or. Yeah, no, it's really hard to tell if she's like, uh, I can't say anything to Jesus. Like, Jesus is grabbing my ass, but I can't dare say, Jesus, please don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, is there consent here? Uh, that's right. a good question. I don't. I, I. I feel like this is another thing, which is like there is obviously some sexualization of women in here, and there is some stuff where it's like I, I think you needed you needed to think this through a little more because yeah. to me, those that her gra- him grabbing her butt all the time was like really was, was a little skeevy, and yeah. it, it did not feel comfortable. And I no. think it's because we're missing context. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And I mean, as a woman, like if Jesus came down here right now and grabbed my ass, like I wouldn't know what to do. Like 
do you say no to Jesus? <laughs> like, what? Do you go to hell That's if you say no question. to Jesus? That's a question. This funny reminds me of a old Saturday Night Live skit from like the 90s where Mr. Rogers is with this bunch of people and there's a cop there and he goes away. Then Mr. Rogers turns evil and like beats up somebody and leers at another. And then the, and then the cop comes back and says, what's wrong? And the guy says, Mr. Rogers kicked my ass. <laughs> and then Mr. Rogers just, he says, I think some people are living in the land of make-believe. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, so nobody believes. Yeah. They don't believe the people because, you know, it's Mr. Rogers. It's like it's the same sort of things. Like, Jesus does nothing to you. Like, what do you do with that? I don't know what you're supposed to do. It's just not explained. So I think no. it's just meant to be like weird, but it's, it's. I feel very much like it's a. Oh no, we've not got onto my dislike. No. We haven't got to your dislike yet because there's all these weird side attacks. There's so much to dislike about this film, though. <laughs> there's a lot there's to talk about. We could be here all night. <laughs> but okay, I guess I should get to my dislike because eventually we have to stop recording a podcast. So. Uh, you know, I gotta say that if there's something I dislike about this film, it is that at times this film feels narratively lazy. <laughs> you know, like they want to make their jokes, which I can respect. Like, I like the atheist, the militant atheist joke. I laughed my ass off with the just the endless stream of militant atheists. Um uh, you know, they want to make a bunch of Catholic jokes, but there's like, there's a story here beneath the Jesus Christ hunting vampires that's like involves a conspiracy in the Catholic Church with this sort of priest slash cult member. And there's all of this stuff kind of going on. And then there's a moment in this when Jesus like becomes two Jesuses because he's, he can be everywhere at all the same times. And so he fights two different vampire groups. It's a Which was super thing. confusing. He's yeah. Sequistus Haderach, of course. Yeah, yeah, there's the quiz that Tati Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those that are Dune fans or or go with, with Tanya. Yeah, very confusing. <laughs> and so I think that this is one of those things where, like, they wanted to tell the jokes, but they didn't necessarily want the story to make sense, which I think is the fundamental problem with parody films in general, which is they, they're so interested in telling the jokes that they don't want to think about what's the story they're anchored to. Jokes are fun. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of jokes in here that I I enjoyed, but there that doesn't make like to me the the measure of a film is whether or not it's rewatchable. I will rewatch Iron Man and Captain America: Winter Soldier, right? I will watch Orange County over and over. Uh, I will watch Independent. I mean, I'll watch anything with Will Smith in it. But uh, the <laughs> Independence Day, I will watch over and over and over again. But this is a film where it's like I don't know. I mean, I might watch it again just for the lulls. But I don't know how many times I read we watch it because the the story here just feels disjointed. It needed to be tighter. They wanted to do too many things. They wanted to have like the priest be like secretly working for the cult of like vampires trying to get lesbians and to convert them uh, because there's a secret facility where all the lesbians congregate in Ottawa, I guess. Uh, there's that whole thing. And then there's like Jesus like going through whatever his his personal issues. And then there's the Mary Magna, Magnum thing. And then there's all of these other things. There's musical numbers about like and, and, and Jesus getting weird, laid. And, it's like, a weird subplot where try or tries to rationalize how the vampires are walking in the daylight and that's right. not really They're, done that well yeah so it's like it's a lot it's a lot of it's a lot of story elements that are not i mean it's missing pieces saying, it's, it's it's missing pieces and it's missing any sort of connective tissue it's 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 little set piece vignettes jesus fights on a beach jesus fights militant atheists jesus gets new clothes jesus goes to a nightclub right jesus fights in a in a you know in a wrecking yard it's it's like an snl an episode of snl if all the skits are in the same universe and the same story but there's nothing that's connecting them it's just different moments in that story and while i think that that can that can work when we're talking like literary text you know where you kind of let readers fill in those gaps i think in in a film like this that's trying to be a parody in order for us to like really enjoy the jokes that are being made and the references and the metaphors, we actually need to have that story grounded. Otherwise, it just kind of meanders. I mean, I, I really wanted the luchador thing to just to come sooner. The second the luchador shows up, I was like, this is great. Why isn't this just, why didn't we get there 
why don't we have like Mary Mary Magnum and then the Luchador and like why don't why isn't this basically like the Jesus version of the Avengers? Like that could be a lot of fun. But they they don't want to do that because they want to have like all these other plot threads going on and at the end it just it ends up being confusing, which I think is what Tanya was saying especially with Jesus like I'm everywhere all at once and so I can fight you multiple times because I I'm basically multiple man from Marvel. So the movie is lighthearted and lighthearted and and frothy enough that it's pleasant but it's not it's not something that I'm going to keep rewatching. I'm not going to like oh I'm bored I'm going to watch Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. That's not going yeah. to happen. I've I've done my time with this and it's done. I don't need I don't feel like I need to see it again. I I've had my fill of it. I'm impressed that you watched it twice to be honest with you and the fact that you're still able to speak coherently. Um True. I, I, I am a veteran of doing these torture cinema episodes with uh, with Sean, and Sean knows I will sometimes watch a movie a second time just to make sure I understand what the heck is going on and try to yeah. explain it, especially if I'm called upon to tell you tell what's a uh, Well, you're like battle-hardened so. at this point. Yeah. You know, you've watched battle hard, really that's bad a good movies. Way. Thank, you, <laughs> thank, thank you, Tanya. Yes, I'm battle-hardened for these, these bad movies. So. You've trained well. Do I regret the time I spent? listening watching the second time no but would i ever do it again <laughs> probably no. not it's 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 done i can move on with my life well that leads us to i think we're we're there we are at the end of this which means it's time for our final thoughts and grades uh and so paul i will throw that to you first what is your final thought and grade about this film final thoughts and grades okay i i've said most of my final thoughts already the movie is disappointing it it tries to be charming it tries to have a good message it tries to have heart it tries and some things and other things it just doesn't it doesn't seem to give enough of a damn and we've mentioned some of the things before the cinematography the sound the editing the lack of a story the 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 half-baked elements the more like it's a string of snl skits without without a coherence to it. So it doesn't do, even for $100,000, it just does not rise up to what it should be. And so, but is it the worst thing we ever watched in Torso Cinema? No, because it's not, it's not actively offensive enough for me to give it the worst possible grade because we watched some things that were, that made me want to throw things at the screen. Mazes and Monsters comes to mind. It's it's not it's not Amazers and Monsters, thank God. But is it something ever going to watch again? No. I'm rolling around here trying to come up with a fair grade because Jesus is watching me. Remember, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> That's right. So I don't want you. I don't want Jesus to come and beat me up because I'm gonna I'm gonna piss on this film. But I'm gonna piss on this film and give it a disappointing D minus. That is totally fair, Paul. Tanya, what about you? What are your last thoughts and your grade? Um, like it was the sound for me that really did this movie in. Like I think I would have given it a better grade if the sound hadn't been so terrible. But again, like I said before, I'm a very sound-oriented person, and so when that doesn't work, it kind of ruins an entire experience for me. So I have to give it an F. Jesus, forgive Ooh. me. <laughs> 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 Tanya Tanya brings the zero. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I gave Batman versus Superman an F too, though. But like, I kind of regret giving that movie an F at this point because I didn't know how much worse it could get. <laughs> well, the unfortunate thing, the unfortunate Stick thing around. for you is you can't change your grades after the fact. No. You're stuck no. thinking they're the same level. Yeah, but this is definitely the worst movie that I've watched. Like, I really had to force myself. Oh, to wow. watch the entire movie like with with the other movies that i've watched for this show you know yes i had to you know really commit to sticking with it even though it was bad but for me man the sound was just so bad that it was really difficult for me to watch and pay attention to like there were several times i had to rewind the movie because i was just like i was so zoned out about the sound like i was so focused on it that i didn't realize what was going on like when when jesus was in two places i was like wait what did i miss like i was paying yeah. attention to the sound and like you know, I was distracted by it. Let me rewind this. And I still didn't understand why he was in two places at once. So, 
I, it makes no sense. It's just like because God's everywhere, Jesus is everywhere. So, so like, why isn't why aren't there just like five thousand Jesuses then? Exactly, like, exactly. There's no logic. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like the fact that he's Jesus. Like again, why does he actually have to punch any of these vampires or stake any of them? Like, why can't he just you know touch them with his holy hand and they die? You know, but yeah, of course that wouldn't have made a very good movie. <laughs> that would have been kind of boring. Jesus just goes around you know touching the foreheads of vampires and they crumble into dust you know that that wouldn't have been nearly as interesting as all the fight scenes it, 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 it's the it's the hercules the legendary gen uh legendary journeys problem if you remember that series from the 90s half the time hercules could beat up anybody and half the time just seems like that just like a couple guys with a club could knock out hercules which is like lack of consistency yeah i mean it's odd to me like literally jesus is is like a a holy body right like you would think even looking upon him is a bit much for a yeah, vampire. Yeah, I mean, they can't look at yeah. a cross. Like, certainly they can't look at Jesus. You know? <laughs> so what you're <laughs> suggesting is basically anytime vampires around Jesus, they have to wear sunglasses. Right, yeah, something, <laughs> something. In terms of my final thoughts, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed watching this movie just because the second I figured out that this is this was not going to be you know, some, like, well-constructed story. I just went in with the mindset of, I am about to just have some fun at how utterly banana pants this film is. And in that respect, I was not disappointed because this film is utterly banana pants. There are entire sequences in this when I, I laughed my nips off. I just, I couldn't stop. Uh, Like, the, the militant atheist fight scene where they just, like, show up to it, it makes no sense, absolutely no sense. They're militant atheists, but they're literally staring at Jesus, and they know he's Jesus. So how can they be atheists anymore? It makes no sense. And yet they keep trying to beat him up. And they send like thirty people after him. I laughed so hard because it was so hilarious. And I'm an atheist, and I found that hilarious. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, so there are moments of just pure joy watching this film. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying it's not a good movie, but I mean, the movie was It's just not a good movie to me. I, I'm. That's fine. This is mine. This is my time, Paul. Okay, this is yours. Okay, <laughs> don't take it from me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I would say that I enjoyed some moments, but it is not a. It's not a good movie <laughs> by any stretch. It's very bad. To me, it's bad enough to be amusing. And that's why I won't be with Tanya on this in terms of a grade. Uh, and I will be with Paul, which is I would give this, I'd actually give this a D just because I think that this film is fun enough that it's not totally un unsalvageable, but it is not a good movie. I think it is worth watching once to understand mentally uh, just just really what this film is. And also, I think I think if everybody watches it once, you will become mentally stronger. In fact, this should have been required watching before the pandemic started, because I think it would have helped us all to sort of prepare ourselves for what we were about to experience. God this is bless. true. This is true. I definitely feel quite a bit stronger. So, so, you so are. Your, your grade makes things easy, Sean, with your D. So we average to a D minus a, a D minus an F, and a D comes out to just about a D minus average. Nice. All right, folks. Thank you, Jesus. We Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for making my math simpler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we've done it. So thanks, as always, for joining us today for Torture Cinema. As a reminder, if you'd like to let us know what you thought about this episode, if you have thoughts about this movie because you watched it, and I know at least one person who is on our Discord channel, watch this. You get access to that on Patreon, by the way. Uh, but if you'd like to let us know what you thought, go to skiffandfanny.com slash listener suggestions and let us know. We'd like to know what your likes and dislikes are, so share them with us. Uh, also, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Skiffy You can also subscribe to the newsletter at skiffyandfanty.com slash newsletter. Finally, if you like what we do, please go to patreon.com slash skiffyandfanty. Support at any level that is comfortable for you. The more that we do, the better. we got big plans that we're going to probably have to update very soon. And always give us five-star reviews on iTunes and other podcast shenanigan places. So uh, you can find me at Sean Duke on Twitter, seanduke.net, or patreon.com slash thejoyfactory. And you can find me at Prince Justin, that's P-R-A-N-C-E-J-V-S-T-I-N, and I have a Patreon too, just for all my stuff, which is patreon.com slash Prince Justin. 
I'm Prince Justin all over the internet. If you type in Prince Justin, you will find me. I am everywhere. What about you, Tanya? Where can folks find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at mystifying, M-I-S-S-D-E-F-Y-I-N-G, or at nightlightpod. You can also go to patreon.com slash nightlightpod to support my podcast. Hallelujah, praise Jesus. Yeah, hallelujah. Indeed. <laughs> Obviously, you can find Nightlight Pod in all the podcast places. Yes. Which, yes. Please subscribe. Also, five-star review. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love you yeah. forever. That That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's I mean, Jesus, Jesus would love you forever, too, if you subscribe to my Patreon. So. I think that's true. I think, honestly, that was probably an axe, I think, uh, that if thou subscribeth to Tanya Ransom's uh, podcast and Patreon. Yeah. I found that bit funny when he started naming books of the New Testament. <laughs> I think it was actually in Corinthians, not Acts. But oh, yeah. you're right. It is in Corinthians. I'm so sorry. I'm a little bit rusty on my Bible, Tanya. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have to go to Bible study now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So uh, I have to make this awkward now, uh, which is going to be a task because the only thing I can think of is just to, to mention that technically uh, of the 600 or so uh, sins listed in the Bible, one of them is not uh, subscribing to our all of our podcasts and Patreon pages. And so if you do that, uh, in fact, you will be in the good graces of God, uh, which I think is important, even though I'm an atheist, because that's something that really matters to me. And so do that. And you'll be in the good graces of God. Hallelujah. All I have to say at this point is stay frosty. (laughs) Stay frosty. Awkward ending and scene. If you want to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash skiffyandfanty or skiffyandfanty.com, our website, where you can get access to all of our fancy things. Our music comes from Holy Mole. You can support him and his work at patreon.com slash holy mole. Thank you for listening. <laughs>